0: Hey everyone, this is your host Javier and Daniel, and you're listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We're just two brown best amigos talking about everything and anything through a Latino and indigenous perspective. In this podcast, expect some tears, joy, and definitely laughter. Imagine sitting around a table with your best friends with sober, or you can have a drink too because we don't judge. Well, all right, what's up? How we starting this? Just yeah. <laughs> I, you, what's I was up, like, I, I saw, I saw you open your mouth, and then I said, "All right." So I was like, "Who's starting this one this week?" <laughs> um, well,
1: you started, Cheekx. You started.
0: I'm like, "Hey, everyone, welcome back to the Brown Sound Podcast." I am one of your hosts, Daniel Spalding. No, it's kidding. Um, yeah. What's What's going on? You want to introduce yourself for those
1: people uh, that are? Yes, of course. Know. My name is uh, Javier Gomez Garcia, and I am the other half, the better half <laughs> of the Sound. Oh, <laughs> you're
0: recycling my joke. Okay. Recycling. <laughs> like, oh. Recycling my j- it, it's okay, you know, sometimes I have to be a ghostwriter for other people's jokes. It's it's okay.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh well yeah. sometimes you just gotta be a ghost, cheek. X. <laughs> yeah. Just I'm kidding. Like,
0: yeah, you know, it is what it is. You know, I'm used to people, you know, recycling my jokes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say, Cheekx? Flattery what is it? Um what is it? Uh imitation is the best form of flattery.
0: Um like shmatter me. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Cheek X, um I think one of the things about like even with jokes and things like that, because uh, I don't know if you follow a lot of comedians, but there's been some like kickbacks, especially for like when people recycle jokes. You just made me think <laughs> of that. And some people are like, well, there's only so many jokes you could tell. And we all hear and it's <laughs> like so... and there's also like, you know, because of media, like you hear everything somewhere and you get inspired by different things. It's like mm. just just go with the flattery. Cheek X, take it. <laughs> That's yeah. funny.
0: No uh what's going on? How how was your weekend? How was uh your what is it? May. We're in May now. That's crazy. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's definitely been I think a lot slower now, especially like at work or even with like just regular life. And yeah. it feels kind of weird that I'm I'm not like go go go. <laughs> and I don't know if you feel that way too, but it's like suddenly like I feel like I have all this time and I'm not <laughs> I'm like am I just used to being like high energy stressed go. out all the time and now I'm like <laughs> now that I do have time like what, what do I do I'm bored no but um, it's good it's good to kind of relax and sit back a little bit how about yeah. you
0: I hate being busy like that is not my thing it's not my jam I like to just go with the flow. Um, yeah, so whenever I am, ha- when I do have busy days or something like that at work, I'm always going home all stressed, like, why? you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just a very laid back person. I think people that know me know that <laughs> I'm just very yeah. laid back, but uh, no, it's been, you know, work is work. Um, you know, we we're in the process of, um, you know, we're fully staffed again. So we have a new supervisor and he's been learning some stuff here pretty quick and we've just been uh, showing them the ropes and stuff so that, that's been that's been cool um hopefully you know KAYE will be out more and about you know more community events and things like that you know I got I got invited so last week was like yeah I guess last week was my busy week so last week I got invited out to um, sit on a panel of judges for the Lapway High School senior project presentations oh yeah and uh, that was really cool to see and hear all the different um, things that those you know the youth are doing for their senior projects and uh, you know I was asked to be there on like behalf of the station. So that was cool. Yeah, um, yeah. and then I had like this marketing workshop that I was at for two days and, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun and it was an interesting, interesting workshop. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. I remember you telling me about it and that you also got a shout out, right? Someone was like, Daniel is the host of the Brown Sound podcast and y'all should listen to it, or, you know, didn't, wasn't that, Oh was that the yeah.
0: Yeah. So that was at the, at the, um, senior presentation event. One of my old, teachers actually she was like telling people to listen and stuff and I walked in so I was like oh thank you so shout out shout <laughs> out to shout out to you curb I know she tunes in and her, her name is Georgie Kirby but we just all call her curb so shout out shout out to curb out there brown sound supporter um yeah but I guess speaking of our shout outs here who are you highlighting this week and uh yeah who, yeah she
1: kicks so I wanted to highlight someone who's very near and dear to my heart and I know that you know them her name is Rita so it's my theater Rita and I have all these like <laughs> super fond memories of her like growing up she would kind of just take me under her wing and we'd go do all the fun stuff together mm-hmm. um we would cook we would you know go watch movies i remember this time where she took me to the movies to go see napoleon dynamite and for those of you that <laughs> <laughs> i've never seen it um it's one of those movies that's just kind of like like outrageous like it's just you can't describe it like it, it paints idaho in like a back where it's you know, backwards town kind of like. I mean, they're not entirely wrong, and we'll
0: get into that soon. But it definitely so it definitely paints Southern Idaho because I feel like my idea of Southern Idaho was like that because I'm from the northern part of Idaho. You know, where it's a little bit more nicer scenery and there's a lot of rivers and mountains and trees. Yeah, but that that definitely that's definitely a Southern Idaho.
1: Thing. That's well, and I and I'm gonna deflect a little because. I'm from southern Idaho, but I'm from Caldwell, so it's one of the suburbs of Boise basically, so that town was like super tiny, like all the things that happened there, I was like, maybe in Homedale, or you know maybe (laughs) I think, well I think it's definitely like, like past
0: the Boise area, the Treasure Valley area, it's like that (laughs) southern part, like almost into like Mormon territory, you know (laughs) yeah, yeah,
1: so um, I just, we quoted that movie all the time, like, I need my chapstick, gosh you know, or like all the things that Napoleon Setter (laughs) did, um, and Rita and I just had the funnest time just laughing crying just that how ridiculous that movie was Mm -hmm. uh but i just want to say like rita's like a second mom to me she's always been there to support me um and i just want to tell her how much i love her and you know i she means the world to me and you know the shout outs for her
0: yeah shout out to your tia rita she is she's really funny she always (laughs) likes to you know you guys all terrorize me now so she's definitely (laughs) got some good jokes in there (laughs) uh my person shout-out actually goes to... Um, I didn't even know this person listened. So over the weekend, I ran into them um, out celebrating some festivities that were going on in the area. Uh, shout-out to all the LCSC and uh, U of I graduates. Their graduation weekend was last weekend. So I ran into Sandra Zamora at, oh. um, at one of the adult beverage places. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, gave me a shout. She's like, hey, I listened to Brownstown today, actually. I was like, oh, cool, you know, and appreciated it. You know, we took like a little shot of tequila and it was cool. So shout out to you for listening. I appreciate the support. You know, it's always cool when you run into someone that like listens and, you know, like it's just, um, it's just really cool. So shout out to you and, uh, yeah. thanks. Thanks for listening.
1: I, I feel like, um, you know, the whole family, the Zamoras have been super supportive of, of Brownstown because not too long ago, her brother Andres messaged me um, and it was like, Hey, I listen. And then I ran into their other brother, Ankel, who's my fraternity brother at one of the um, Hispanic youth like you know conferences that we have here and he was telling me how much he listens and laughs and he asked me for a sticker so I gave him oh. one but yeah so shout out to the zamoras for being yes. yeah
0: big supporters yes thank you we appreciate it um so i guess since we were kind of talking about Idaho earlier what <laughs> what are we going to be talking about today what are we what are we getting into what are we talking about our um or maybe maybe more so your host stories at the university of Idaho not kidding <laughs> Oh, well,
1: uh, well, you know, CheekX, we're very uh, sex positive here, so whoever uh, we don't, we don't, yeah, we don't slut shame or nothing like that. No, um, no, no, um, no, but um, definitely not talking about that.
0: Yeah, I'm like, I don't think we have enough time to hear your stories, Chica. That could be,
1: that could be a trilogy and it's to be its own podcast series. Just uh, you know, there's there's no shame in my gamer, and no one definitely should be embarrassed by yeah, you know no, their, no. where they're at with that. But um, yeah, no cheekyks, I. <laughs> That's we, we, not. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, we're, yeah. you're
0: young, living young, wild and free, no kids, no nothing to tie you down. Hey.
1: Absolutely. I'm, as long I'm, as you're I'm safe. All for it. Yep. As long as you're safe. Yes. Definitely. Um, No Chicks today we're actually going to be talking about something a little bit more serious. Um, mm. and we're gonna jump into you know microaggressions that we have faced as you know brown men and definitely like some situations that have made us feel uncomfortable and i feel like a lot of our listeners are definitely going to be able to relate you know to some mm-hmm. of our perspectives because this is this is based off of situations that you and i might you know ourselves have faced or have been a part of uh you know. but l- let's let's jump into that cheek X. um where to start i mean there's so many yeah <laughs> to i talk mean about.
0: yeah so i guess i guess for one i mean for other people to, you know, I guess kind of understand a little bit, you know, we just want to talk about some, you know, of our experiences as being people of color in Idaho. Like I said earlier, you're saying, you know, that state is a little backwards. And I was like, because eh, it is, you know, Idaho <laughs> is very backwards. Um, the racism is alive and well in the state. And it's embarrassing because mm. Idaho is always in the news for something stupid, you know. So um, hopefully we can shed some light on what just people of color in this state go through i know for me personally i live in so i live in northern idaho which is Mm -hmm. very very super backwards and i'm sure the whole state is very backwards but this particular area that i live in um you know it's like the the racism is very open it's like normalized which is it's upsetting it's disgusting um and it's crazy because like even on the own reservation like there's some towns on the reservation that might be um majority like non-native or white and you get treated horrible there you know yeah. so like mm-hmm. I mean just with my own experience like just like working in Kamyai um, I'm not from the Kamyai area but I work up here five days a week you know 10 hours a day Yeah, and uh, I've never um, I guess I've never experienced like open racism as bad as yeah. here like in Lewiston yeah there's definitely racism but like here it's like One time I was at the store and this old guy told me to watch out for the Indians. And I was like, oh. hold up now, you know, and uh, I was like, yeah, definitely watch out for me because I'm gonna smack, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, but like things like that, like just to be openly like say that to someone, you know, like that's weird, especially that in this, weird. and this happened last year. So this is like 2021 that this what? old person was like openly racist. It's, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I am not dog in the town of Kamehameha. It's, it's definitely a gorgeous town. If you've ever been in the area, it's super mm-hmm. outdoorsy. There's a lot of awesome things to do on the river and like, you know, hiking and things like that, but it's definitely redneck country. You know, yeah, no, <laughs> and so it's, it, well, <laughs> it's yeah.
1: <laughs> I was going to say too, CheekX, that um, people might be asking like, why are we, you know, why is this the topic today? Why are we sharing mm-hmm. it? And what I wanted to say is sometimes people outside of our communities, you know, do not have these perspectives because they don't get to experience them. One, and two, by us sharing, we're bringing things to light that maybe our friends, that are not of our communities are doing that maybe they're like wow i need to be more mindful about that next time or if they see it that they talk on it you know and address it immediately to be a good Mm -hmm. ally but i i wanted to talk cheekex about even getting followed at the stores um and so that's annoying (laughs) i was gonna say that okay so to share i have i have worked in retail i do know that most retail places have something called like asset protection where it's like security people basically so you'll see Mm -hmm. them sometimes at the front of the store stores or like kind of walking around or if someone shoplifts. They're the ones who you see like, you know, detaining somebody until police arrive. <laughs> but what they also have is these undercover people that dress like everyday people. And they're kind of just walking around following suspicious people. And so I worked at this retail place when I was in high school. And as an adult, you know, I, I kind of learned to watch out for and I knew immediately who that person was, just because of like me, you know, working at that storefront. For two years I know what they do and I know like mm-hmm. you know the telltale signs and um, every time I've gone and shopped not every time but at least the last few times I've gone I definitely always feel or like you know sense that like person lurking definitely around my vicinity <laughs> and it's like man I know what you're doing and now I feel uncomfortable when I'm just mm-hmm. trying to you know shop and I'm always one of those people that, like, is in and out. I know what I want. I know where I'm going. I yeah. You know, I look really quick and I'm out. But it just feels so uncomfortable to to be that person. And it's always, like, the brown people that <laughs> yeah. are, you know, kind of – Always. Kind of put in that situation. Have you had any of those situations and what, what was that like for you?
0: Um, of course. So growing up, so most I think most people who grew up on the reservation and live next so a lot of the time we call them like the border towns, like they're close to the reservation. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of I'm sure a lot of native people can relate with this, but a lot of the border towns are very bad towards natives. Like they treat us bad at their businesses, they, you know, um, like you said, have people follow us. There's a store in the area that is famous for having people follow the natives.
1: Mm, And
0: I remember hearing once how one of the native, there was a tribal member that worked at the store and they made a joke like, oh yeah, we always have to keep an eye on, on you guys or something like that. And what? and they were like joking, like they thought it was funny and stuff, but then obviously our communities are small. So people definitely shared like, you know, be careful when you go to these stores because mm-hmm. they're definitely targeting native people when they're shopping. And um, for me, that has happened like throughout high school to even my adult age, like when I go to the same store. And it sucks because the area I live in, we're not we don't have a lot of stores. So we have yeah. to go. Sometimes we have to go to this main one. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if I could say their names. I don't want to get sued. No. Yeah, <laughs> but, I, but yeah, but I'm definitely gonna not, you know, drop the name. But if you wanna know, hit me up. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um no, but like even in high school, like being followed all the time and, and that's like one of my biggest like pet peeves, like Can I help you? Can I help yeah. you? And and I get it they're doing their job like I do get it customer service but I'm like why are you just coming to me when there's been other people around and you don't go to them you know so it's very obvious and um, for me over the year I think just because I'm so tired of putting up with it I just become like a jerk you know and I say can I help you I say oh no I can read thanks (laughs) and like it (laughs) then that like kind of shocks them and they're like oh okay and then they'll walk away but I'm like "Like, you really think I'm going to steal something here like I mean I don't know for me it's like I'm like I probably get paid more than you i'm not gonna sit here and steal something like just right. because you know like i don't know well, it's, it's annoying it's one of those things where i'm just like it's like i try not to like judge others or whatever but it's like but they like they push you and it's like don't make me go off on you because i will well, <laughs> I,
1: what i was gonna say cheek X is even from me having that retail like experience mm-hmm. that was one of the tactics that they would have us do when you thought someone looked suspicious so you keep asking them if they need help and that lets them know without you t- you know without them right. actually telling you that they're on to you and so that to me is is another thing that always bugs me too because i'm like go ask somebody else you know or like mm-hmm. i've had it where i'm coming out of a store and people ask me to check my bag even though i have oh, a receipt yep and but they don't ask anybody else and i remember getting into it once because i was with my mom and we had just bought something and they you know one of the greeters at the front asked to check our bag and immediately i'm ticked because one that that kind of insinuates that you're stealing even Mm -hmm. though you're not and you immediately feel guilty Mm -hmm. even when you shouldn't be but the other thing is as people are walking out they see you and that's embarrassing that they're you know you're stopped but no one else is being and Mm -hmm. so like i remember like even just talking back i'm like yeah you can look i was like but are you also asking everybody else to stop and Mm -hmm. that guy was like uh uh, yeah we ask everybody i'm like clearly not because everybody else can passing right and you only stopped us i was Mm -hmm. like that's very suspicious you know that's very um and so that guy was you know kind of aggravated that i even brought that up but it's like some people don't feel like they can say something back and they just take it and they leave and they have a bad experience and that sucks that really does suck
0: yeah that's that's one thing that i was gonna say like that is it's it's like in a way like it is embarrassing that they're pulling you over in front of all these people so now everyone's thinking like oh did they steal something or you know yeah. so yeah that that is one of my triggers like it really does something to me that makes me super heated and sometimes i, f- I feel bad because I, i'm like i could be an asshole like i know that about myself yeah but um i sometimes i feel bad because it's like what if they really were just asking like if i needed help <laughs> but it's like there's if there's you know, five other people around and you, I'm the first one you go to and then you don't go help after I already said something. Like that's yeah. just suspicious. And yeah, I always hit them with the no thanks I can read. And then yeah. they're like, uh, uh, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like they never, um, <laughs> they never know what to do after that.
1: Cause I'm like, like, excuse you, you know, yeah. but, um, well. And then really quick before you continue is that's the thing about microaggressions or like those little slight little Mm -hmm. off moments that we have as people of color, we will have them repeatedly. And so just consider this. If you are someone who keeps experiencing that daily, like think about how many times a day you might get that and then you're having it seven days out of the week (laughs) and then it's like months there there comes a point where you get so tired that it's just Mm -hmm. annoying so then when you do have reactions like kind of like how you hit them with the (laughs) no thanks i could read you know people take it (laughs) off and it's like well we're kind of tired of dealing with that on a daily basis and so um one of the things i also wanted to get into cheekex is getting pulled over Mm -hmm. so how yeah can can you speak on any experiences that you have had recently and what that was like
0: um so any experience i've ever had with the police in my area have never been in a positive um not a positive experience i mean um so a couple years ago i'm not gonna tell everything about what happened but there was a situation where i got arrested and um the scariest thing for me was they kept telling me Quit resisting, quit resisting. And I wasn't. Like I literally was like like getting out and like I was, you know, listening. I was and I kept saying to them, like, please don't shoot me, please don't shoot me. Like, just whatever you do, I'll listen, just don't shoot me. Yeah. And they like made a joke out of that, like, we're not gonna shoot you. And I said, I don't know what you're gonna do. I was like, black and brown people get killed by police all the time. So for me, it was it was scary to be in a position where they're telling me to not resist, they're being aggressive, they're saying quit resisting, quit resisting, and I wasn't yeah. even resisting. And I think what it was also too is because I'm like a physically bigger guy than the, than they were. Mm-hmm. So um I think maybe it was harder for them to like maybe like kind of move me or something or I don't know, but they just they like, you know, push me up against my car and they were like, Quit resisting, quit resisting. And uh yeah, so that <laughs> that situation was not good and then even when I had to go like when I got booked in, um had to bail myself out. So <laughs> it was you know <laughs> nothing it was yeah. That's for another story. If anyone's yeah. interested You can definitely hit me up and I might tell you no, but, um, I even being inside, like in the jail part, like mm-hmm. they are so mean to you. Yep. They treat you like you're just uh, like a piece of garbage or I don't know. I just remember like my experiences was not it was not a positive one. Yep. And for me, um, I was doing my best to be respectful because I'm like I'm in their control. You know, like they're yeah. the ones that can control the narrative. They can say anything they want. And I'm sure people will believe them. Yep. So for me, I was just like, you know, saying please and thank you, sir and ma'am and you know trying to be very polite and i just remember telling like just please don't shoot me like that's just you know i'm like just whatever you do don't shoot yeah and and um so for now i feel like whenever i've ever been pulled over for like speeding or something um i get nervous i have like i have like i feel like it's like ptsd from being kind of like not the best experience with with the police
1: yeah and i'm
0: not saying that all cops are bad i do you know i don't Think all are bad but there are a lot of bad ones out there you know exactly um, yeah um and so i you know um for me that's always been my experience has never been like really super positive even when i was little like i remember like you know being scared of the cops like yeah. just being told like if a cop talks to you, a cop, you better listen. You you know you be on your best behavior. Like even that, like you know, being told that as a kid, like well, why do I have you know like it's weird. It's like one it of is. those weird situations. And I'm sure white parents aren't doing this to their kids. You know, I'm sure they're not. I mean, I don't know, but I'm just saying like it doesn't. Yeah. That doesn't seem like is a. It's a big. Problem to them when it is in a lot of communities of color, like like where we come from, you know. You
1: know, Chikaks. Now that you mention it, growing up, I feel like whenever the words like cops came around or the police, it was always a way to like kind of use it for you to behave or for you to be good. So it was scary. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think I don't know if that's a perspective that everybody has, but definitely from communities of color, it's like watch out or you know the police is gonna get you or like don't do that or the po- mm-hmm. so the police is made out in my mind to be scary and not like something that. I I can come to support for help. Right. Um, And you know that might be a cultural thing I'm not really sure and I'm with you not all cops are bad uh, but there could be you know because of the few that are and then they make national attention then it's like wait yeah. a minute now that's that's scary so I wanted to share Um, when I was in college when I would travel up by myself Um, mm-hmm. you know I got pulled over a couple times and I think just because of the way that I speak usually like you know I, I don't have any issues really I've never really had any point where I felt like super scared or like mm-hmm. concerned but I do remember one time I car pulled up with my brother and some of our other friends, and my brother has a pretty thick accent, Um, so he was driving, and we got pulled over, and immediately, like, all these questions started to come at him. You know, like, what are you doing here? Let me see your license. Um, Do you have drugs? Do you have weapons? Uh, we could have mm-hmm. a canine unit out. I don't even know if this is legal, but um for all of us that were there, too, we got asked for our IDs and identification, and they wanted to make a step outside, and it's like, he was only speeding, like, five over or something, <laughs> you know, nothing, yeah. nothing too concerning, but, like, a, you know, like, a little speed stop <laughs> turned into this, like, investigation, and the officer was rude, and he, like, mm-hmm. called him back. Back up, and just the way that he spoke to my brother, I'm like no one has ever talked to me like that in that way, mm-hmm. um, especially an officer. So I wondered, definitely, was it because of the way he spoke? Was it, you know, why? Why did we yeah. get such a night and day like experience? And I wasn't even the one driving, and I was angry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I just feel like those instances, and especially in driving in Little Town, Idaho, you know. When yeah. you're... Um, so now I have these like little flashbacks too every time I drive by that town I'm like well make sure I'm not speeding I don't want them right. to like pull me over and I, don't want, I definitely don't want that experience but it was, it was crappy it sucked
0: yeah and it makes you feel really bad when things like that happen because it's mm-hmm. like man like this is a country that You know literally was built off of like slavery and genocide and so like you can't deny that like there's white supremacy out there the whole system is literally set up for like not for our benefit you know and then that's just that's just the facts and and it sucks because you know police are there to serve and they're there to protect your community and sometimes i know with a lot of people in my community we don't feel that we don't feel safe going to the police we don't feel safe with any police really you know like i mean i'm sure there are i mean there are some tribal cops out there that are really good and do good things, and they are yeah. very responsive, and I respect that. But um, I think just the history of like police is in, in brown and like black communities, it's yep. you know it's intimidating. There, it's I don't know. It's something that's it's it's hard to explain because like you can't really explain unless you experienced it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes like even during like all the protests and the rallies and stuff, like during COVID, like the height the COVID, we had um, there was a Black Lives Matter protest in Lewiston Mm -hmm. and the cops were used as intimidation because they were all standing in front of the businesses with all their weapons and they even had like other I don't know civilians I guess or citizens out there with guns just like protecting the businesses when no one was even by the businesses or no one was like destroying anything everyone was just peacefully protesting walking you know yeah and there were cops there for that and that was just um to me it was like I don't know it, it was like scary but not like I mean I'm not sc- I wasn't like scared of the person but I, I think what was more scary is just that they had guns you know like yeah like you're using those obviously to intimidate not just us here but like you know there was kids at the rally there was you know a lot of like women and like elderly people so it's like I don't know it was just it was very um like an uncomfortable feeling but even like even like an experience like even in high school one so during there was one time in high school. There was four of my friends and I. We were coming out from Lewiston and we were coming out to Lapway, and we we're on one of the um, one of the back roads. It's just like a little quick, low road that gets us to and from. Yep. And um, one of the police pulled us over, and the first thing he said to us, he's like, he was like, "Are you guys drinking?" And we were like, uh, "No, we're only." F- 15 and 16 or something you know we just got our licenses and um he was like well i'm gonna need you all to get out of the car and he told one of our friends and she's she's asian he told us are you high you look high and so like what yeah and he made us all get out and we had to do the little step thing or whatever and i'm thinking like and at the time you're young i don't know what the law were (laughs) or the law was or you know i didn't know what we could and could not do and so this this cop he brought there was like i think two other cops cars that pulled up after some I'm like all these cops were just four kids you know yep. and that was they kept insinuating we were drinking we were going to a party on the res they, said, they kept saying are you guys going to the party on the res you going to the party on the res and we're like no we're going home
1: like we live in lapway so we're going Man, home And that's that's all annoying
0: yeah and that's like and I'm sure you know there's probably a million other stories like this with people yeah. from the res and stuff like that and it's it's just one of those seeing it, it sucks it's like damn like this is literally what we have to put up with and for me like whenever there's ever an issue and stuff like I don't even feel okay with calling the cops anymore mm-hmm. I'm like are they really gonna help us or I don't or, know you know like or, go? yeah like that's just I don't know it's one of those weird weird situations and, and it's also like kind of weird cuz some people who maybe are not of the communities like they don't see that or they don't experience it so they don't think that it exists you know? yeah exactly
1: I was gonna say cheek X um, whenever you have those kind of interactions uh, one of the things that you and I were talking about like at the other day was how we code switch so the way that you and I talk to each other um, is way different than how sometimes we interact in our professional settings definitely Mm -hmm. but more so even with like officers I feel like you know I I go very like polite and friendly (laughs) and try to use you know words that are like you know that you know trying to show respect Mm -hmm. and it's like it's a way to kind of just, you know, make sure to protect ourselves. But it's like if you assimilate and if you are talking the talk that you perceive the person to like be comfortable with, it's like mm-hmm. you're safe in a way. It's like a protective thing. And it's kind of weird. But I feel sometimes that when I do that, and I, I you know, jokingly calling it, put my white voice on. Um, yeah. Where I, t- I take this persona where I'm, you know, definitely You know, I use the right words and phrase things the right way to get Mm -hmm. things, um, you know, to get a better uh, situation out of it than if I didn't or if, you know, one of my brothers were to try or someone that's not a native English speaker. Um, It tends to help, though, and it's kind of weird. But when you do that, like, usually the outcomes are more favorable, whether it be like getting an appointment earlier or trying to get, like, a refund or trying to... Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, you know, usually it, it works. <laughs> yeah. Have you had that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. We we definitely joke
0: around here and call that our white voice, too, you know? But, um, yeah. yeah, there's been times where I've, I've, I've even felt like, even in situations, like, when I had to go to court and all that stuff, like, I had to make yeah. sure I was, you know, speaking proper and trying to not, like, sound super res, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, I definitely... There have definitely been times where I've, you know, code switching it and it's kind of it's weird that we have to do that but it's Mm -hmm. like i guess it's just one of those things like well i guess it's just what we have to do is being brown in america (laughs) like i don't know i don't even know i mean yeah it's one of those things where i'm just like yeah or even or what about like have you ever had one of those experiences where they ask like do you work here or something you know and i'm like (laughs) no (laughs) have you ever had one of those experiences (laughs) like
1: okay so yes um and i'm laughing because you know and you'll share it with us soon but but mm-hmm. you shared that situation with you um at the gas station but yeah. for me <laughs> For me, that's definitely happened, too. Uh, sometimes when I, you know, have been, at, like, at events, um, I know that I went to this gala, like, a fundraiser um, for one of my jobs at a previous job, and I happened to, like, dress up nice. Uh, but what I was wearing kind of matched what, like, the wait staff was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> and the wait staff also happened to be, like, Latino, uh, but it just happened that, you know, someone asked me if I could bring him a drink or something or they mm-hmm. needed their dinner or their play, and I'm like, I don't work here. <laughs> yeah. like I'm not one of those. <laughs> Excuse and, me. And that definitely hits you in the in the feels a little bit. You're like, oh, I thought I made it coming to this, but I now know. people think I work here. <laughs> not that there's anything bad with that, because those are honorable no, professions. But also, definitely. it's like, I'm I'm not the help. I'm you know yeah. I'm here for the like I'm gonna donate to this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I that.
0: I belong at this table just as much as you do. You <laughs> yeah. know, like. No, so for me, actually it was actually during when I just came back from visiting you down there in Boise, I stopped at our so so for those that are listening, we have two tribal gas stations on the reservation. We have one near Lewiston and one on the Camas Prairie near Winchester. And so I'm wearing my um my sweater that has my tribal logo on it because you know, represent no. But um <laughs> so I have you know our tribe we our tribe sells like our different uh clothing stuff with um our tribal logo. So I had one of these little hoodies on and and I get to the gas station. The gas station's closed. That's the tribal gas station. And um, there's a line of the at this little porter potty. And I see a line of different travelers. And so I go up to there, and get in line. And as I'm walking up, the guy was like, "Oh, good." And he's like, "You work here, right?" Or something. I was all, "No, I'm just gotta go pee too." And he was like, "Oh, I I just um." your your sweater and i was like oh i said this is my tribe's logo i was like it's different than the i said it's different than the enterprise because we call it enterprise so that's like the enterprise and this enterprises is like the gas station casino like mm-hmm. things like that so yeah i was like no it's like it's different than the enterprise logo and he was like oh I, i'm sorry you know i just you know i was like it's it's okay buddy like i was like he was yeah i'm like walking up getting in line he's like oh good and he's like you work here and i'm like no like i i Just in line, you know? And he was like, and I could tell he felt embarrassed. Like, you know, he probably just like, oh, shoot. Like, I can't believe I just did that. As he should. I mean, it's...
1: I mean, it's kind of like, okay, I, I can kind of see maybe why he thought, but also not everybody that's native. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like the gas station. I think this gas station on the prairie actually has more like non-native employees actually. <laughs> Cause I think it's a lot of local people from like the Winchester, Craigma area. And so, uh, yeah, I was like, uh, no, I don't work. Like, get- I don't know. Like, and nothing against the workers there or nothing. But to me, I was like, oh, just because I'm rocking my travel logo and happen to be walking up. I am, I am a next. I'm an employee, but <laughs> that to yeah. me, I was like, uh, no. Uh, no. Or, yeah. You know, like, uh, first of all, you know who you're talking to. Just
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the voice of the Nimi Poo. Get it right. Just kidding. Like, no, good, sh- good, good, good. No, I was gonna say, um, speaking about like even just employment, at one of the past jobs that I've had, Cheekycks, and let me know if this, has, <laughs> and I know we've joked a couple times about this too, but so at another job I had, I got an email once um this is a true story i got an email from somebody (laughs) that i had never talked to before Mm -hmm. and you know i didn't know them they had just started with You know, that job too. But I got this email completely in Spanish. So someone (laughs) assumed that when I could read um, and spoke Spanish. So I get it and I'm like, what the heck? What's this? You know, because I wasn't used to that. I don't get that often. And so I read it and it basically just said, hey, I'm so and so. I just started. um, I wanted to (laughs) share that I did a mission or I did a study abroad or it was one of those situations where someone went to a Spanish speaking country and, (laughs) you know, learned Spanish there. And so So, Mm -hmm. you know, reading it, I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. You know, like one of those. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Congratulations. But But the other thing was, not, not only did I get that and then I, you know, was immediately kind of annoyed about it. Um, this person was like, and you know, I'm reaching out because I wanted to, you know, connect with Spanish speaking people, um, because I was (laughs) hoping that we could have lunch together so I could practice my Spanish. So I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I'm like, first of all, again, you're assuming that I speak Spanish. Second of all, you're also assuming I would want to give up my lunch to hang out with (laughs) you and by this email, absolutely not. And then third, like, you know, how presumptuous of them to even assume that i would want to help them (laughs) get better with their spanish or whatever you know what i mean (laughs) yeah (laughs) There was all the red flags, all the wrong things to say, all the wrong assumptions. And I'm here like, (laughs) I'm not even going to dignify this with the, you know, I'm not going to respond. Yeah. Um, And then I did end up like catching up with them later. Like, I I think I ran into them and they're like, oh, yeah, I emailed you. And I'm like, uh-huh, I got it. (laughs) You know, like, I'm like. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, no, you didn't. (laughs) 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 Well, you know, CheekX,
0: I am definitely making a mental note not to ask you for anything. <laughs> when I need help in Spanish no I'm just kidding <laughs>
1: you know it's, and that's something too like sometimes at you know past jobs i have been asked to translate the things when it's like you know the institution mm-hmm. has funds the you know either there's probably an in service where that can be a thing or you can <laughs> hire a third party to help with that but it's like if i'm going to give any advice to anybody out there it's like hire a third party to translate any of your services don't put it on your you know spanish-speaking folks and don't mm-hmm. assume that they know spanish either <laughs> when you ask for yeah. translations <laughs> um but if you're a close friend of someone of course they want want to help of course you know you've built that yeah. relationship your friends because you can ask me to translate anything you <laughs> want <laughs> any day anytime um but definitely like it's not if it's not my job description it's definitely not you know what i mean right i was I'm just gonna... <laughs> yeah, i
0: was gonna say too like you don't owe no one nothing to like teach them spanish or trans you know if you're like you just you just got here like you're already asking <laughs> me to translate and do all this
1: stuff
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's that that's that would be a very awkward and awkward situation. Like, why? You know, like, <laughs> why would you just? I don't know. Yeah, I guess now next time we go to Miami, I guess I'll have to do the talking, chick. <laughs> just
1: kidding. I won't rely on you to help us get us around. Just kidding. Oh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Uh, Good times. No, I do want to say that a lot of times it may be people just don't realize how like they're coming across or how yeah. what they're saying lands. But at some point you need to start being mindful of how it does because intent versus impact. Your intention mm-hmm. might not be that you're trying to make someone feel weird or like, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> off. But the impact is you are. And, you know, that person is probably getting a lot of different little, you know, microaggressions here and there. And then it adds up. And Mm -hmm. that's how people are irritated and, you know, are short tempered about certain situations and scenarios. So I just want to say, like, if you want to be a good friend and a good, you know, ally to someone Mm -hmm. that is not of the, you know, dominant community, then definitely make sure to be mindful about how like what you do, um, and how it affects them, for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely, Cheek Hicks.
1: Echo, echo, echo,
0: echo. No. <laughs> um. So I guess, what well, does that does that kind of, you know, I mean, I think people will take what we had to say, because this is literally our own experiences that we have to deal with, living yeah. in the state of Idaho. Yes. You know, and I see so many people are like, don't California my Idaho. I'm like, if that makes anything, like, politics better, then yeah, go ahead, you can California my Idaho <laughs> like I'm it's all, well,
1: time let's just look at the, the the over you know the prices oh the yeah category. yeah no, yeah leave,
0: leave the prices in california but <laughs> yeah. i mean bring all the open mind and view the you know the views for all like yeah i don't know i'm always like idaho <laughs> yeah and it
1: and
0: the, the sucky thing is like people you know people can say like well you can just move or you can do that or it's like yeah we can but also we can't because this is like this is like i like i'm deeply connected to this land like my yes. tribe is from this. area. I'm not just just this area, but my tribe is from Washington, Oregon, Idaho, and parts of Montana. Like we, like we have deep connected roots to this yes. land, and it sucks that like this mistreatment happens to us on our own lands. But hey, I guess I'm just gonna keep on talking about it until <laughs> I can't no more because it's like this is our this is our fucking land. I'm no, just kidding, <laughs> well, and I can cuss because this is a podcast. Just kidding,
1: <laughs> got me work. Up? no no well what i was gonna say to that cheek ex is doesn't that seem like the easy answer for someone right. at, when you're trying to explain to somebody these are some of the injustices or these are some of my experiences that are troubling and the best they can do is like well then don't live here it's like right <laughs> Thank you, okay. for, thank you for being a part of the solution. Thank you yeah. for that great insight <laughs> into solving some issues. Awesome, yeah. great. No, yeah. let's uh, let's definitely move on to our next segment because we could speak about this all day. Yeah, uh, for real. What is our phrase today for our brown noises segment?
0: Oh, all right. So I know one thing that we I feel like I ask to do all the time, um, <laughs> but now I won't. Just kidding. No. So this. Uh, uh, language lesson, I guess, is going to be how do you say? So, in Nimi Putemt, you would say Minma'i Hinoka. Minma'i Hinoka? So, I, like, I was like, Laoka? Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Mama say, Mama say, Mama say, Mama say, Mama say, Mama say, Mama say. No, so, how do you say in Nimi Putemt would be Min ma i hinoka. Min ma i hinoka. Mm-hmm. So that's how do you say. You could even uh, flex a little bit and say, Min ma i hinoka nimi putemtki. Like, how do you say that in Nesper's language or, you know, whatever. So, Min ma i hinoka.
1: Min ma i hinoka nimi Mm-hmm. Love it. There G-X. you go.
0: You're getting. You're getting good at this. I. I'm <laughs> gonna keep practicing all the phrases, chicks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> all right. So in español, and you're very familiar with this, um, se dice, nah. <laughs> como se dice. Like literally, it's how do you say? How do you? Como mm-hmm. se dice en español, como. if you want to get fancy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: como se dice en español, chicks.
1: Yeah. There you go. There
0: you como go. Como se d- like cómo se dice? I'm tired of racists in Idaho in Spanish. <laughs> Just kidding. No. <laughs>
1: oh, chicos, good good
0: times. Yes. Yeah. I always I always like that one video. I think it's Cardi B. She's like you're like cómo dije ¿Cómo, de, cómo. She's like like my Spanish is muy ratata. Or you know like she like <laughs> couldn't get out what she's trying to say. That's how I feel like sometimes my Spanish is. I was like cómo dije.
1: <laughs> nah, chicos, you do a really good job. Seriously, like. <laughs> You have an A in Spanish with me Oh, thank you (laughs) Appreciate it gracias (laughs) gracias <laughs> oh a minus for the th alright chick let's move it on to our shades of brown shady questions what are our questions today hey the shady
0: questions you know okay so the first question is I guess for the listeners who this is their first time listening shady questions is you can we ask three questions and you can get out of answering one so the first question is what's one thing about yourself that you hope never changes mm-hmm. do you ever think it's necessary to lie. And if so, why? <laughs> and uh, out of everybody you know, how do you, ch- or who do you trust the most?
1: Dang, Cheekex, these are like, definitely make you think, kind of yeah. <laughs> self-reflection, Uh, you know, share a little bit about how our inner workings work, I don't mm-hmm. know. All right, Cheekex, let's do this, though. What is one thing about you that you hope never changes? I think for me, it would be that I am understanding Understanding and empathetic. So I I I feel like, especially with friends, when anyone's going through anything, I take it on as my own. So if my friends, my family, you know, my sister-in-laws, whoever, if they're experiencing mm-hmm. like grief or like you know bad, anything bad, like I, yeah, it, it hurts me to the core too. Like I'm I'm there hurting with them, uh, mm-hmm. but at the same time, if they're rejoicing in anything cool, like you know, job opportunities are cool, whatever opportunity, a trip, I'm also like celebrating that with. Them. So it makes me genuinely happy to be like that's that's my friend. That's you know I'm celebrating yeah. with them, um, and I I feel like that definitely wasn't me in the past I think I was more like you know too like self-involved in like what was going on with me to kind of take the time to care about others um, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's something I really do love about myself is that I like care so much about the people I love and so that would be one thing that I hope I never lose where I become just sour and grumpy yeah <laughs> um and do you ever think it's necessary to lie so this is kind of like a depends for me um (laughs) where i preach being honest and truthful you know and 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 living in that the other thing too is sometimes like omitting information from people you know like will hurt will like save a heartbreak or uh you know uh i don't know sometimes it's better not to say to not get involved or cause drama but other times Mm -hmm. it's like well you don't want your friend your family member looking dumb you don't want you know like something happening that they could be avoiding so i i i i guess i would say like no no it's not okay to to lie but if it means like that you're helping someone not have trauma or something like maybe it's okay but absolutely Mm -hmm. no it's not okay to lie um and then out of everyone you know who do you trust the most You know what I'm I'm gonna be honest. Uh, even though I, I do get mad at her sometimes when she does share like personal things, I feel like the one person I trust the most would be my mom. Mm-hmm. I feel like I could just talk to her about anything, and in fact, I have. I have shared things that I probably would never share with anybody, and you know, my mom has never like judged and been super supportive. Um, and so I I think. I obviously trust my friends. I wouldn't be their friends if I didn't. But if there's, like, one person I know will, you know, definitely (laughs) keep a good secret, it would be my mom for sure. So I, I think I would... I would go with her. Mm, that's
0: good. To, good answer, chickens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about me? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. No, you know I trust you, chickens. No. I've told you, you know, yeah. some of my deep family stuff. It's
1: like I can't, I can't get rid of you because then if we ever <laughs> <laughs> if stuff got out, I'd be bad. Yeah.
0: I'm like, well, I'm not that person though. That would if you know no, when you friendships. Wouldn't. I'm like when friendships end, I'm not the one to air out nothing. I'm like, I still keep, yeah, yeah. you know, because no. there's a lot because there's some friendships that have ended in my life that I could. <laughs> air out but i won't because yeah. i'm i'm working on myself you know i'm i'm trying to be a better person no, absolutely G- <laughs> absolutely um okay so for me what's one thing about myself that i hope never changes all oh, my weight just kidding <laughs> oh, can i just stay here forever no I'm just kidding um i think for me one thing that i hope that never changes is just um hmm, i would say maybe my my love for my tribe um, mm-hmm. a lot of the times when it comes to like tribal politics and things like that i definitely can get disappointed and discouraged um, yeah. so I think for me i hope my my heart for my people to help and make my community be as you know good as it can be i hope that never changes because i feel like definitely um, my thoughts on th- some things have definitely changed but i hope that I don't lose that, that the love for my people um i don't think I, I don't think i could ever could do that but i'm just saying like, I think that's one thing um, do you ever think it's necessary to lie and if so why uh, i I think I agree with you you know um I think the only time I would ever lie is maybe just to get out of like doing something I don't want to like <laughs> like hey are you busy this day can you help me do so? I'm like yeah no,
1: yeah yeah
0: I'm busy you know so maybe something like that but I guess it just depends on who's asking so yeah um, yeah. yeah so that's that um <laughs> out of everybody I know who do I trust the most I feel I think I would probably have to agree to and say my mom. Um, yeah. My mom is very... I can talk to her about anything and everything um, and not feel like she's judging me or not. Yeah. And sometimes she doesn't really have to even give advice. She just listens. And I yeah. think, um, yeah, i definitely probably say my mom. Um, out of my friends, though? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, we can get, get real shady? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's probably my, my mother. I would say my grandma, but my grandma, she she's just a little She just likes to... <laughs> <laughs> she'd be telling us all our family business. So <laughs> I'm like, still love you though, but uh, you know, <laughs> I'm saying, I'm I'm Yeah, guys. I'm the same
1: I'm same.
0: <laughs> That's funny
1: enough. because those were those were good questions. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, thank you <laughs> thank you I came
0: you're, up with those top of the cabeza just kidding <laughs> you're,
1: you're all gracias de nada yeah gracias ticket. alright chiquette let's wrap it up with our brown sound latinx and indigenous indigenous business spotlight who you got today
0: alright so this week's indigenous business spotlight goes to drum roll please can I get a drum roll Okay. (laughs) I I had one right here, Liz. Hold on. (laughs)
1: <laughs> can you can you turn it up? I don't it's, know. I, it's I think of, it's
0: it's kind of faint. I think that's as loud as it goes. So, okay. anyways, my 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 uh, business highlight goes to Native Max Magazine. They are the first Native fashion magazine, and they focus on featuring indigenous talent and stories. I've seen those, so many awesome different covers and uh, different things that they're doing. I follow them on Instagram. So, if you want to find out more information on this Native magazine, the first Native fashion magazine, check them out on instagram at native max mag um yeah super dope i i you know i'm someone that i i do enjoy fashion i do I, I enjoy a good a good look so that you know publication definitely delivers awesome like different like native fashion and just just a lot of cool stuff they do different fashion shows and yeah so
1: super dope
0: but yeah so check them out native max magazine this highlight goes to you awesome
1: cheek and for me today i'll be doing the latinx uh latinx business spotlight on a place we just visited ourselves called lifestyle by movado so lifestyle by movado is a place to connect unwind collaborate they offer comfortable space healthy lunch options and a variety of local beers and wines and Mm. you and i went for like a, was it like a soft opening um i believe so and they had a live band um one of the cool things was we went to meet up with one of my friends and boss luis who kind of mm-hmm. just showed us around introduced us we had to try some pretty good local beer some of them were a little hoppy um mm-hmm. but they had good spirits the staff was super friendly everybody there was like really nice the vibe yeah. was chill i was like the vibe was nice because
0: i mean just the way the the place is set up is super super nice, you know.
1: Super nice. Um and we met one of the owners um and she was incredibly nice um and mm-hmm. you know welcomed us and shared a little bit on her business and so I was like, man, I would definitely come here and I'm telling all my friends. Um and definitely once we learned that it was latina owned, I was like done like this is one of our my new favorite drinking spots or chill spots so do we wanted to give the highlight to them go ahead and check them out they are in downtown nampa at 1225 first street south um and you know go in go and support this shout out is for lifestyle by movado
0: yes shout out to you and i like the picture that we they posted
1: (laughs) oh yeah okay so for all our listeners when you hear this go check out their insta and go like our pictures so all out, out of nowhere they get all this influx we're currently the third picture the last third to the last picture they posted so we should be right at the top
0: yeah i i you know normally i don't do a side view you know a side
1: pro- profile
0: <laughs> picture but what helped me was my my flannel just happened to be right there covering up my <laughs> my double chin <laughs> it was you know but i hey it was a good picture i think someone asked me like
1: were you fake laughing i was like oh no i don't think so (laughs) (laughs) no it was a candid cut right in the moment i know because i i got one of my uh I was laughing too it must have been a funny joke because you know my braces were like fully out (laughs) like and I'm trying to hide that I have these right now but (laughs) (laughs) good times no chill place good vibe definitely definitely. check them out check them out right, CheekX this brings us to the end any last words for our listeners on our third episode on the second season second
0: season two you know um my last words is you know for those out there who are listening and you know wanna maybe be an ally or Stuff you know, uh, th- I think one of the best things you can do is just listen, listen to our stories. You know, a lot of the times when we we have these experiences, we're not making this stuff up. And um yeah, I, we got to do better. We got to do better as a country. That's I guess that's my last final words. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> just
1: kidding. <laughs> well, yes, um you know, I I feel like what we're trying to do is encourage and empower folks to speak up when we need the support. um mm-hmm. And if you're not someone part of our communities. Um, now you have first hand knowledge of some of the experiences that we have dealt with um, and in learning that we hope that you can be an ally in moving forward uh, Mm -hmm. when you see someone navigating similar situations Um, and i'll wrap up the episode by saying thank you again for tuning in thank you for the love and support if you haven't yet follow us on instagram brown sound podcast and if you haven't yet either definitely go in and give us a five-star review on apple Podcasts and spotify thank you so much we will see you next time adios yes have a great day Yay. Disclaimer The thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts and hosts only. Cut
0: CIL for listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We had a blast with you all today. Make sure to tune in
1: next time. To
0: follow us more closely, check us out on Instagram at the Brown Sound Podcast.
1: For partnership opportunities or to get a hold of us, email us at brownsoundpodcast Sound Podcast 208 at gmail.com.